0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the From Grief to Greatness podcast. I am Gerard, and I'm here with Christy and John.
1: Hi, I'm Christy.
0: Hi, I'm John. So uh, it is the end of the month, and this is Pride Month. So today we are going to be talking about the trials and tribulations and grieving uh, encountered by uh, the LGBTQ community for a change of pace. We are going to have John get things started. And so go ahead, John.
2: Thank you, Gerard. Gerard has been very generous to let me take the lead on a very complex subject that may seem outside of our experience on the surface, but when you look a little closer, you'll find the same kinds of grief that everyone can understand. Uh, We all suffer grief in our life in some form. And the most important first step in working through that grief is our support system, our family, our friends, our coworkers, our clergy. But for the LGBTQ community, grieving has its own unique challenges. The word that often comes up is isolation. Um, If a beloved partner passes away and the living partner is still closeted, who is there to grieve with them? Not their family, who they've never come out to, not their friends, maybe one close one, certainly not their coworkers, their clergy. They're left to grieve alone in isolation. Even an now partner may have been rejected by their family or friends and church, synagogue or mosque, still left to grieve in isolation. Isolation is a constant theme in the LGBT, LGBTQ person's life. Growing up as a kid, when they first realize they are different because of their feelings for other boys or girls, they feel isolated from their peers. This is where the five stages of grief make their first appearance. First, it could be denial. An LGBTQ boy or girl will force himself to date another boy or girl to fit in, causing more conflict and grief. This is bargaining. A boy thinks, if I date a girl, then I will be normal. But that's not how it works. The individual feels even more isolated, gets angry, Why can't I be like everyone else? Why am I like this? Depression sets in, and this depression can be very deep and have very serious consequences. Now, without bombarding you with statistics, LGBTQ youths contemplate suicide at almost three times the rate of heterosexual youths. LGBTQ youths who come from highly rejected families are eight times more likely to attempt suicide than those from accepting families. As you can see, a key to reducing the isolation in a young LGBTQ person is acceptance by their parents. But acceptance isn't easy. Many parents still struggle to adjust after learning their child is LGBTQ, especially the older they are when they come out. The first two years are the most difficult for parents, But negative parents' reactions tend to ease over time. Parents also go through the grieving process. Certainly denial, telling themselves it's just a phase. In the horrific extreme, sending them to gay conversion therapy, a real snake oil abomination, which is illegal in nine states and should be in all, where children are ostensibly tortured. Then parents fall into bargaining, the same as the child did, If little Susie would just go out with little Joey, then she'll have a big wedding we always dreamed of. Then next is anger, where too many parents get stuck and leave their children in lifelong depression because every child wants their parents' approval. So isolation comes back again. But this isolation doesn't end. It continues even after someone has found a loving partner, and even lives with them, shares their life, becomes happy, but still feels isolated if they haven't come out and can't share this great love with their family and can't share it with their friends, celebrate holidays, birthdays, anniversaries with other people. They can't yell out the window that they're in love with this person. Or maybe they have come out and been rejected by their family, by their friends, sent away but from their churches. You have what you've always wanted, but because of society's mores or expectations, you're still isolated and left grieving. And all this may seem unfamiliar to some of us, what is familiar are the tools to deal with this grief. Meditation, therapy, EMDR, breathing, medication. This sounds familiar we've talked about this before and although any good therapist can help there are also lgbtq therapists that specifically serve this community i'll finish way i'll finish my my talk by way of a segue in this last instance of old age which i talked about before when we get old we count on our children and our family to take care of us but most lgbtq Couples do not have children. Some adopt, but it can be very difficult. When one partner passes, it can be very difficult on the living partner because there is no built-in support system of family around them. Once again, isolation and grief make their presence known. Now, last week, Gerard and I were talking about COVID. It was our topic. Mm -hmm. And how many people were deprived of the finality of a funeral and how that extends grief. Now we said how fortunate we were and how heartwarming it was, Gerard, how many people were at your parents viewing. Yes. Now imagine if that had been your life partner instead right? and had been tragically killed in an accident mm-hmm. and nobody came. Uh-huh. If the only ones that were there were me and you,
0: uh-huh.
2: how different of an experience, now, how different of an experience would that have been for you if it had been just a couple people that it came?
0: Uh, i it, That would be something that I could possibly, I could say I'd possibly never get over. Yeah. That would just be a terrible experience to just see. Beyond I mean,
1: devastation. Yeah,
0: that, that's just totally devastating. That's the last chance that people get, you know, to say, you know, the, you know there's a chance to say goodbye and support the person who is, uh, you know, the person and the people who are, are grieving the most, yeah, to have an empty an
2: empty room or yeah. a mostly empty room would just be terrible. Yeah, because as we talked about last week during the COVID, funerals are for the living. They're not for the right. dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to support the living. And if right. your partner and you never came out to your family and to your friends and your coworkers and they, they don't go to the funeral. Yeah. There's nobody at the viewing. Yeah. You know, there's no one to support you, like you said, and, and uh, there's no heartwarming experience like you had. I mean, we right. were, I was at the viewing. Mm-hmm. I could not even find a place to stand. It was so packed. Yeah, it was. Packed. Uh, you know, I, I was I was in there like a sardine.
1: Yeah. And
2: it was it was one of the most unbelievable experiences, you know, I've ever had a showing of love.
0: Yeah. And it really
2: was. for the people in the LGBTQ community, that is not that is that is usually not the norm. Right. They do not get that opportunity to grieve with family and friends and co-workers. Right. It's
0: just terribly sad. Yeah. To think of all the things suffered by the LGBTQ community. I mean, there's so much grieving that comes, you know, with lack of acceptance, period. And, you know, this is a group of people whose youth have such a greater vulnerability to a wide range of health Uh, mental health, social problems, eating disorders, uh, sexually transmitted diseases, school difficulties, uh, forced sex, homelessness, substance abuse, violence, and suicide. Uh, You you gave some statistics there about that that are just, yeah, the bullying is just unfathomable. And now the negative outcomes are not necessarily inevitable as a result of a sexual minority status, but the occurrence will increase due to the discrimination, the marginalization, and the isolation that you talked about that are, always, you know, often associated with being LGBTQ. And, um, I, some, uh, family members and friends, uh, that are in that community have described to me their, uh, relationships with, uh, parents as distant or even strained, uh, due to their orientation. And even a fear of victimization from family members, uh, lack of acceptance from socially conservative parents. Uh, You know, you went over stuff like that. Uh, School, you know, you have, they told me the negative experiences of, you know, bullying, anti-gay victimization by other students, having their property damaged or stolen. It's just not the peaceful and pleasant existence that it should be.
1: Just I, to be yourself.
0: Just to be yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we can be ourselves and have no real problems like this in life.
1: Everybody should be able to do Everyone that. Everyone
0: should have that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I, I I know that uh, you know, some people have told me uh that they were excluded from family events or family members. I've heard of family members not wanting a, uh, a person that is not in the LGBTQ community that has, you know, maybe a, a friend that is not wanting that friend coming around, not wanting them at parties. Uh, I can't even imagine being a parent and, and making that kind of a decision. And can you even imagine the traveling limitations that people in the LGBTQ community face and that, Nigeria, Jamaica, Uganda, Saudi Arabia, Iran. I mean, need I say more? No. You, you'd need a year off work to deal with the post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. You just can't be f- as free as you want to be.
1: Mm-hmm. It's unfathomable how much rejection is, you know, put put towards that for no mm-hmm. reason at all. Right. And I mean, like I have, I've had plenty of friends from that community um one of my very first ones i was maybe not even a teenager when my mom and i met him and befriended him and i mean right away we knew you know that he was a part of that community and he had a partner mm-hmm. and i mean they were together for 15 years mm-hmm. um we loved him like he was our family you know what i mean but When the time came and he got sick and he went into the hospital, he didn't call us. Okay. We didn't find out until after he passed when his partner called us. And it was devastating to think Uh, that he was there. I mean, at least he was with his partner, but Mm -hmm. we loved him, too. You know, we would have wanted to be there for him. Like, he was too embarrassed, and there was no reason to be. Right. But, you know, I'm talking back in the 80s, early 80s. Like, I don't think it was... um, as socially accepted as it is now Right um, Yeah, because I, I don't know Like mid-80s type of thing mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was yeah. much different mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I mean You know, we're all different In so many different ways I don't see why that should be any different Than, than the rest of it, you know Right Yeah, it's, it's simply A person Being true to themselves And that's what yeah. we all should be it's a beautiful thing. It is. I,
0: I can't I, I couldn't imagine myself not being able to just be who I am, say who right. I am.
1: No. mm
0: I couldn't imagine not having certain family members at functions mm-hmm. for you know, through the holidays and everything. I just can't uh I, I, I can't imagine what people go through. Oh, I know.
1: It's you know, the, the, the not kind right.
0: of the kind of sorrow they must feel. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we're I was thinking about this. I mean, you know, there are so many, uh, there's such a downside to it, but there's also, there are also some positive things that I did want to mention Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to being a part of the LGBTQ community. And I wish I knew more people so that I could, so I could have gotten more information personally, but I I have uh, just uh, you know, written some things down here, uh, some positives about people in this community are that they do develop a, a very strong sense of being unique and individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've certainly noticed that, uh, a lot of, uh, gay friends that I, that uh, I have had are certainly not shy. They're yeah. not shy people mm-hmm. and they have a very, they have very strong internal principles having faced mm-hmm. enough adversity in various forms. Right. Uh, what I have heard from some is, you know, I, I've paid my dues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they feel like they owe it to themselves and their community to make something out of their lives mm-hmm. and to not be quiet right. or they fight because they need to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or else what is, you know, what's the point of going through
1: all of it? Right. You want to make your life meaningful of course. and stand for what you believe
0: in. Sure. You're not going to sit back quietly. And uh, you I, shouldn't. you know, I, and we join them in their fight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And John,
0: that was just a wonderful, wonderful opening, by the way. Oh, thank you. Just fantastic. What a great way to get Mm -hmm. things started because, uh, you know, everything that you said was just so deep and so meaningful and so easy to understand. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like in school and even at work would be like where I probably encountered some of the the first people uh, in this community that I had gotten to know. And um, I do remember someone that I worked with that was, I, I don't know, I don't think I remember that he was out. But it was pretty obvious, and there were people that made fun of him, Aww. you know mostly guys you know that made fun of him for being effeminate or whatever and uh, i I found a, a statistic uh, that says that forty seven percent just to be a little more specific about this is about transgender people who I also have in, uh, in my family forty seven percent of transgender individuals in the workplace report being discriminated against in hiring, firing, and promotion. Ninety percent experience harassment and, and mistreatments, and I, you know, like I said, I can attest oh, to gosh. that because I I watched this this guy, uh, and he wasn't transgender. He was he was as far as I can re- recall, he was uh, he was a gay man. Uh, he he just got he just got teased and 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 picked on all the time, and not not even all all the and these time. These were adults. These were adults, and not always just yeah. you know, comments being made about him being somewhat effeminate. Just all together, just. As making fun of just him as just as a person, period. Something that he did, something that he said. It, there was always something coming at him by like about three or four different people. And it just it really bothered me because you could just tell he would laugh it off.
1: We're lucky I wasn't there.
0: But I wouldn't, I, I would hate to be in that position that I, I've always
2: just got yeah. to try to laugh things off and still, you know, try to, you know, so called fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's sort of um, casual hate um
1: mm-hmm.
2: can build up and you know lead to more serious things
1: exactly. you know there's
2: discrimination uh starts as something uh simple like that right um and then you, you know you were talking about how your friends you know fight for their right to be who they are you know they need to group together and need to fight because there's a lot of hate out there that yeah, comes there from is. a lot of different people yeah. um you, you're talking about you know There's no reason to be ashamed of who they are, but there are people who, you know, profess very seriously that what they who they are is a choice. It's not right. They were not born like that. Right. And those are the people who are um, more narrow minded and more Mm -hmm. um, not everybody. This is not a carpet statement, but who are more uh, fundamentally religiously oriented, Mm -hmm. who believe that um, you are not you cannot be born gay. You cannot be born in the LGBTQ community. That, that is your choice. You have been turned that way. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, when I spoke about the gay conversion um, mm-hmm. people that had that theory that there are, you know, that it's not just a fringe community. There are people in our Congress right now mm-hmm. who believe in that. Yes. You know. Um, so this is not, uh, something just by, um, a fringe group of crazy people who believe Mm -hmm. that this is something that can be done. Yeah. Um, our former vice president was an advocate of it. Right. Terrible. You know, so we're talking about right up to the executive branch. Yeah. Um, this kind of, uh, uh, lack of tolerance and we've spoken about this, um, off the podcast that. You know, if if it goes against your religion, if it goes against your belief, that's fine. You have freedom to believe that. You don't have to accept that um, LGBTQ community is okay with you. You just have to tolerate it, right? you, you know, just tolerate. Okay. Just mm-hmm. just li- live and let live. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to say that it's okay that you agree with it. Just tolerate it. And that's what that's what we ask for in this country: mm-hmm. the freedom. Mm-hmm to do what you want to do to tolerate, to have tolerance. Because these are people who were born as they were. They did not ask to be, a man did not ask to be gay any more than I asked to be heterosexual. Mm-hmm. You know, he is what he is and I am what I am. And he has every right to love the person he wants to love, just like I had the right to love the person that I want to love. Mm-hmm. And no one should be denied the right to love somebody. We're not talking about anything destructive here. We're not talking about the right that they want to have a jihad and kill somebody. Yeah. We're talking about love here. Right. We're talking about someone who wants to love somebody. You want to deny someone the right to love somebody? That just seems wrong to me.
0: Agreed. It, It is. And like you said about, you know, living, live and let live. Just think of how we could keep so much grieving. We we could keep it at a minimum. I mean, there's there's going to be suffering. There's going to be grieving in the world, but if we could just do what you said, if more people could just do that, if everybody could just do that, then we would really keep the, the grieving down. The, the the suicide numbers would come down. It would just the world would be such a better place. The homicide, you know, cause, because there's
1: those hate crimes.
0: Right, there are hate crimes. Yes, hate. It's just a terrible thing to think that there harassment. are groups of people out there mm-hmm. that are, are just because they're different because they're not a part of a majority, uh, that they are not worthy of what the rest of the people of the country or the world are worthy of.
2: And it has, it has taken a long time, even just to get this point in our country. Like you said, mm-hmm. there are still many countries where it is, is, is against the law to be a homosexual.
1: Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some
2: countries where it is the death penalty to be a mm-hmm. homosexual oh my gosh yes. you know and yeah. um in our country even just 50 years ago homosexuality was equated with pedophilia right mm-hmm. right you know and it took a long time for the um to separate that. gay community yes to separate that and to realize that that um you know there was a um very you know famous proposition in california that they would not allow gay teachers um in their classrooms because mm-hmm. they um because mm-hmm. the advocates for this proposition said that the gay teachers would be dangerous to the students and that they would t- turn them into homosexuals yeah oh my gosh two of the most ridiculous things ever uh, you that's know just a this crazy this notion. Inf- implying that homosexuals are predators and implying that homosexuals will somehow turn the students yeah. into homosexuals which implies that homosexuality is a choice, yes. which is not true. true. Right. And right. homosexuals are not predators, which is not no. true. Right. Uh, that there, It has already been proven in studies that there are more heterosexual predators than there are homosexual predators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you should true, be right. much more worried yeah. about me than you should be about any gay man.
0: Of mm-hmm. course.
2: You know, Absolutely. Okay. So, um, you know, and even right here in New Jersey, it just recently happened, that uh, the valedictorian of high school in uh, a town in southern New Jersey was giving his speech. He was a gay youth. In his speech, he began to say how, quote, after I became came out as a queer in my freshman year, I felt so alone. I didn't know who to turn to for support. And at this point, his microphone was cut off.
1: Oh his my principal gosh.
2: came up, walked <gasps> up to the podium took his speech and crumpled it into a ball. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, later, the, the principal, and let's get his name out there, Robert Toll. his explanation mm-hmm. was that the student had deviated from the prepared speech. Now, I would bet my life yeah. that if the student had started speaking about how patriotic he was mm-hmm. and how much he loved his country, that... Principal Tull would have been perfectly fine with it. Mm-hmm. Sure. He and would, one would Not have gone up there and crumpled the speech up into a ball and cut off the microphone. No. But because he deviated into how happy he was that he was a gay high school student, mm-hmm. his microphone is cut off and his speech is crumpled up. So there is still this desire that homosexuality is something that is not to be spoken of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just isolates people even more to feel like I'm not normal. I'm not to be spoken about. I'm not to be speaking to people about this. Right. And you're causing more grief. You're causing more depression. You're, you're, you're causing more trauma to this yeah. student who sure. already said that he felt isolated. Yeah. Right. And hey. for what?
0: Yeah, you you ruin this beautiful once in a lifetime moment for this kid and for his family and and friends who support him and for the community that supports him.
1: Mhm. Mhm. And for his community.
0: Yeah, it's terrible.
1: You know, to do that. I I just feel this way and and I know I I may have a weird way of thinking about things but like for me I feel like nobody has a right to judge anybody, okay? Mm-hmm. I know that people do, right. Okay. I know that's not reality.
0: Right. Well, of course, cause it's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, like I really feel that way because I mean, and I don't mean to get off the subject. I'm, I'm really not, I'm, because feelings are universal, but we've all done things that we know that if we come out and share with maybe certain people in our family will be judged for them. Mm -hmm. And, and, and if you've listened to, to my personal story, you, there's been things that have been done to me Mm -hmm. that I didn't even perpetuate, but I was judged for it. Sure. So my feeling and I'm into like world peace and that kind of thing, that's just who I am. Um, I don't feel like I have a right to judge anyone. And Anybody that does judge me, I don't need that in my life um, because I just don't agree with that at all. Mm -hmm. And for me to say, I've had many, many very close friends from that community. Mm -hmm. And they're a lot nicer than the people I knew at church. Yeah. Okay. Not judgmental, accepting, um, open-minded, you know, like we are, like the three of us, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. tend to be and and i just really think that not only i wish that that people would even just get past tolerating i i feel like we should embrace each other for who we are Mm -hmm. because that's what makes the world yeah celebrate every life is a celebration Mm -hmm. you know right when you're channeling yourself in the right direction but you know what i'm saying yes um and and it should be, and I mean, I've had my best friend in high school. He was from that community. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, he was my total best friend. Mm-hmm. I've never had more fun with anyone. Maybe yeah. you, mm-hmm. but <laughs> remember, I was a teenager, so it's yeah. but, uh-huh. but <laughs> even back then, he was very confident in himself. He he didn't care what people thought. He did his own, you know, he did, he was in a show like he had his own thing going on. And, and I was really impressed by that. I just thought, wow, you, you know, have some really. but his mom was very supportive. That would well, be good. the difference right there. Of course. You know, of course. Um, and then I had another, you know, guy, best friend that I worked with and his parents were together. His mom was supportive. His dad was not, his dad and his brother bullied him his entire life. He said he knew, like, from kindergarten that he was attracted to men. Mm-hmm. And his dad and brother, like, bullied him his whole life. And I just, I can't even fathom somebody doing that to your own child no. and or sibling. Like, and and he was, like, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Nice, funny sweet. You could talk to him down yeah. to earth. I mean, just like any of us are, right? you know? Yeah. And I mean, again, I don't think I've ever had, you know, such a fun relationship with some, you know, friendship with, with a, a guy, you know, like that. And, and, you know, even now in my life, I have a person that's from that community as well, that he's a very close, friend. He's like family to me. Mm-hmm. And I would never, um, want to be without them they're my they're my family yeah Yeah, and I say bring it on I say be you be proud of who you are just like we should be everyone should be right you know okay sorry I know I just went off on the table no
0: that's okay because like what you said (laughs) I feel very passionate what you said is what we should all be following just just embrace people just period and especially the ones that need it the most correct ones that are not getting it We should all be rallying around them. The the ones that aren't getting it as much as they should, we should be rallying around them and just giving them uh, the support that they need. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's really something to me that, you know, with all the stories that I've heard from, Mm -hmm. from one person to the next in the LGBTQ community, I, you know, it's really weird that people oddly assume that because of your, your, your lifestyle involves levels of irresponsibility even that are like incompatible with a task, just as simple as like babysitting. Remember I was telling oh, you about, yes. uh, there was a, a neighbor that I had mm-hmm. who uh, was, uh, was gay and had a, a, a family member in town that had mm-hmm. some kids and needed some babysitting done from time to time and just would never ask
1: that person to yeah, help her. To,
0: for, for any help at all, with her children. you know, mm-hmm. and it was because of this kind of a feeling like you can't handle it. You're just going to have some crazy wild sex party or something like that mm-hmm. in the house or whatever. So what, this is your family member that you should know very well and should know better exactly. than to think along those lines. Mm-hmm. I And there, you know, the, the, the level of grief suffered by that individual and, and by so many others is really something that turns my stomach. Me
1: too. Because it's we so grieve, rejecting.
0: we grieve for the, uh, for the tragedies that have happened mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. But we're not grieving just for our lives.
1: Right. Over That's who so, we are. So on a, such a deeper level, yes. I mean right. I'm
0: a heterosexual white male. I don't get discriminated against. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I like you said we've said this these this phrase already a number mm-hmm. of times. We can't fathom what that must be like.
1: Right. And I, I personally would never um tolerate that in my no in my presence or in my circle
0: I don't even know what I would do
1: I would I, bye would, bye. We, we, I mean <laughs> I I
0: grieve for these people yeah I grieve me for too. a lot of people yeah. I mean I, I I've even uh, a long time ago a, a cousin of mine took me to uh the limelight mm-hmm. in uh, New York City and a lot of a lot of gay people in the club and mm-hmm. uh, we're just dancing around. Uh, my cousin and I are both heterosexual. we were just dancing around, and everybody's having a great time. one point, a very very large african American guy walks in uh probably six and a half feet tall four hundred pounds and he's wearing uh a pink dress with white polka dots and he's got uh uh, like a blonde wig on with big pigtails sticking up. And it's, you know, it's a sight. It gets your attention. Sure. And I remember even that long ago looking and going, oh, wow, check that out. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Mm-hmm. And also, along with that thought came, hey, good for you.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, just come out, be out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and do your thing. You know, because I would hope that that person can have whatever freedom mm-hmm. that he felt. Mm-hmm being in that place where he is going to be much more accepted, where nobody's, like you said, nobody's passing judgment. Nobody's really avoiding him or anything like that. I hope that could just be his life, period. And he can walk down the street like that. And people can just say hi, just like they'd say hi, like if you you and I passed Mm the gym, hey, good morning, how are you? Instead of just kind of looking away. Because I've been to Mm -hmm. some gay weddings, and I've seen the faces of the people that are not tolerating. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty disgusting. Yeah.
1: It really is.
0: Agreed. Man. John, was there uh, anything else that you uh, wanted
2: to add? That you had? Yeah, just the last thing that um, if there are any listeners that uh, haven't come out and are feeling any suicidal feelings, um, the recent um, uh, uh, football player from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders that came out as the only uh, active football player in the NFL oh, yeah. to ever come out, which is mm-hmm. a recent um, uh, occurrence. And uh, he uh, donated $100,000 to the uh, Trevor Project, oh, which great. helps with um, uh, youths that are feeling suicidal and have suicidal thoughts oh, about being yeah. uh, a part of the LGBTQ community. And I would mm-hmm. just like to, uh, you know, pass on the trevorproject.com uh, mm-hmm. website. And if anyone is having trouble with um, their suicidal thoughts because of their grief from uh, being isolated, from, for being a part of the LGBTQ community, to check out the trevorproject.com website. And you can get information there. You can get some phone numbers there. And uh, you can get some good information that will helpfully um, Great. relieve you of those thoughts.
0: You know, it's, it's a wonderful thing when high profile people mm-hmm. come out. I mean, even if it's, you know, uh, an athlete, you know, this is not an athlete that I, that I had heard of. It's not like a, a big name athlete. But still, they, they have a platform, you know, and they have means to, to like you said, he, what did he donate? A hundred thousand dollars? Yes. That's just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, please let's just have more of that in this world. I, I love it mm-hmm. when, you know, the the because look at think about some of the athletes like like Billie Jean King, Martina mm-hmm. Navratilova, who uh you know were in that, you know that hoity toity world of tennis,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, and <clears throat> the, you know there's just because it's something important to to point out just because. These are people that were famous, that were very successful, that were making a lot of money, that people love. They love watching them play or watching them do whatever they're doing, and they get so much accolade. They're still human beings. That's this, right. They can still go through the same kinds of things that all of the Every, rest of the, the people in, you know, in society and yeah. the community can go through. Mm-hmm. You know, They can still be isolated from their family members and friends so that there's a lot of hurt that goes on there. They are not uh, impervious to pain. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, so definitely. Our uh, our LGBTQ community, uh, we love you, we support you, uh, we are on your side one hundred percent of the way. Please follow us on this path from grief to greatness. Do everything that you can to embrace who you are. If you can't find the help that you need, just keep looking. If you can't find the support that you need, keep looking because it is out there. We are
1: with you. Definitely.
0: So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This is From Grief to Greatness, and we will see you again next week.